Liquorland are proud partners of True Bloods, and they have some great deals on bourbon right now. Debel, are you a bourbon man? Matt, it's funny you ask. I'm very partial to all makers, Mark. That makes a lot of sense, you top shelf man, Debel. Well, look, even if that's not your fancy, uh, Debs, Liquorland also has lighter ways to drink with plenty of low and no alcohol options. How do you feel about Dry July? Well, Mads, when you're out there on the town like I am sometimes and it comes to dry July, it's very important to keep your rig in shape. So a, a non-alcoholic option is always good. Oh, you're a good man, David. Look, you can also sign up today to get alerts when your favourites are on special and get 10% off your first purchase. For great deals on a wide range of alcohol, go to liquorland.com.au or visit your local store. Please drink responsibly, T's and C's apply, see online for details. Debel, let's start the show. Let me just tell you, boys, it's great. Oh, please, Debs, tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained. If he's playing footy, he's trained. It's damaging, Debs. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties! This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. My name's Dave Baxter, back with you again via Zoom with the one and only Madison Clark to review the outstanding comeback win against the GWS Giants on Sunday night and the upcoming clash against the Frio Dockers on Sunday afternoon up at Metricon Stadium. How are you, Mads? It's not a pleasure not to have you in the Horde studio, but we've got I've got you over Zoom. How are you, mate? Mate, I, I just wish we could uh, we could be be in person because Debel, before we talk any footy, we've been jokingly asking for someone to sponsor the show. And now they've gone and done it. They've gone up. We've landed our first sponsor. It's huge news for True Bloods and the Horde. It's fantastic news. And if you ever need a cheeky beverage, you pop down to Liquorland and they will sort you out with a fantastic deal. Yes, indeed. But look, the only thing hotter than Liquorland at the moment is the Sydney Swans. And geez, we did not look anywhere near it in the first quarter of footy. Um, but it's just a testament to our footy club. And it makes me so proud to support that footy club that we were able to dig deep in very trying circumstances, Debel, and um, and do the unthinkable. Now, Mads, when I think Sydney Swans now, it's anything, I see some red and white. I see us getting talked about in the media, and I'm just getting the warm and fuzzies, Mads. It's, it's an upward spiral, mate, and it's... <laughs> Look, it's funny. We had a few DMs on the on the chat, on the Facebook chat and the Instagram DMs, and this tsunami is building, Mads. It is building, and we've been manifesting this, Mads. It's you and me, mate, and the True Bloods faithful. We are manifesting this <laughs> season, this 2021 season. It just keeps building and building and building. And the and the the performance we got on Sunday night was that of a mature footy side. It was one of the most – that was probably one of the best third quarters I've ever seen a team play, realistically. Mads, I'm telling you now, that third quarter of footy is the best quarter by any side in the AFL this year. That quarter of footy will beat any club out there 
any day. We play it rock up and play that footy, we beat anyone. Yep, yep. I wholeheartedly agree. I uh, wholeheartedly agree. And I can't stress how we, we can't stress how good that footy was. But look, let's start from the start, that first quarter. It was it was danger signs early, Mads. Well, I mean, rightly so. We had guys come in that had played a full scratch match the day before. Well, let's talk pre-game. Pre-game. Yeah. News pre-game. An hour before the game, I was listening to um, SEN today, and Alistair Lynch was interviewing Toby Green before the match, yep. about an hour and a half before the match. Fully had no comprehension that he was not going to play the game. He was like, yep, looking forward to it. Sydney are a good team. Um, going to be a hard-fought contest. Literally half an hour later, no deal. He has to leave. Callum Mills has to leave. Colin O'Reardon has to leave. Fair oh, income. Harry Cunningham has to leave. Yes. And it made it, it, was, it was huge. Huge outs for both sides. Toby Green is on the same level as we put Millsy. There's no doubt. Uh, look, massive losses for both clubs. And it's just, it's a crazy thing to deal with pre-game. And, you know, maybe it did just get the better of us um, at the start there because we we were nowhere. We just looked sluggish, Dable. We did. It was, and as we were talking during that first quarter, there were, it's, we've seen it before this year. It's when we get that lack of effort and lack of pressure on the footy, uh, on the ball carrier. It's, it's funny how it creeps into our game every now now and then because it it doesn't matter who you're playing in in this competition. If you're off like that, you are going to get torn up, and that, and that's what happened in that first quarter. And they did. They 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 put us to the sword, and they kicked five six goals on us. There would have been no doubt in their mind going into the break at quarter time that they had us on toast. No, oh, they and they absolutely did, and. To any, you know, avid football watcher, you would be watching that game and, you know, it was back up against the wall type stuff from us. We had we had no answers and we weren't showing anything. And, you know, we kicked the first goal of the game and then they kicked the next six very easily, very easily. And it was as absolute danger signs, but it's just fantastic to see how we worked our way back into the game in that second quarter. And it didn't happen straight away from us. It was a real grind and effort from the midfield group to start evening the contest in the middle. And we had to overwork, you know, a a, a good midfield. Well, yes, Toby Green was out of that forward line, but their their midfield is still high class. But they they also, every time we'd kick a goal in the second quarter, generally they'd kick a goal as well. It took a while for us to sort of chip away at that lead. And it really speaks to a level of maturity that that we've really been getting a gauge of over the last couple of weeks. That Although we are a young and inexperienced team, as, as a collective group, for us to be able to sort of mentally stay in the game at this point, is a real, real testament to to the way the way we're coached and the way the the leadership team operates on field. Absolutely, Mads. And look, it started in the middle and cannot I underestimate the game of JPK for my yep. Mads. Yep, and yeah. and Parker, mate, and oh, Parker. One hundred percent. I just I just want to talk about JPK though. 
he's been playing limited, not limited game time, but only about 70% of games so far this year. And obviously with Mills going out of the midfield pre-game, someone had to step up and that fell on JPK. And he was dominant in there, mate. Um, you know, just that playing his role, earning that hard pill and getting it out of the contest cleanly. And he, he was a real nucleus along with Parker, who was clearly best on ground, um, to turning that deficiency in the middle and the pressure on the ball carrier around with um, George as well. But it was it was the it was the two goals in red time um, that really got us back in the game after sort of going goal for goal. In, in that second quarter with uh, Papley kick one off the ground there. Did Papley yeah. kick the last two there, maybe? No, yeah, he kicked, I think he might have kicked the last two, but it was definitely Parker after the siren. No, you're right. Which, yeah. which was certainly, to, for mine, Dable. For yours, Matt. The, the momentum swing, the full-on momentum swing where it's like, okay, we believe fully that we are in this game and GWS would have shit themselves, to be honest, Deble, um, which is fantastic. Because at the end of the day, if you just... Getting a quick five or six goals put on you, if it happens early enough and you have maturity and the belief that you can come back from that, Early enough, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You can chip away at leads. You can chip away at a five goal. You just have to kick two to their one, you know, and you can get back there. And then we put on one of the most scintillating displays I've ever seen. That third quarter was just insane. You got guys like it's it's guys like Parker and um Parker and Kennedy, right? But you've also got Dawson, you've also got Liz. Right, Liz played one of the better games I've ever seen him play. Really taking things on off off his new new role in half back. Right, just took the game on at every opportunity, every single opportunity he would just run and carry. Justin Mackinnon, unbelievable. The way he's the, the year he's had, um, and and just looking at the game he played, had two goals, and we love a bit of scoreboard impact, table. We love scoreboard impact, Mads, but... And touched well, it 23 times. He did, he did. Just to touch on those two, but I've already used the word once tonight, but that third quarter, Blakey was the nucleus off halfback mm-hmm. to get the ball rolling. He he broke lines and he went to the first option. That, that was the, the biggest thing um, yep. for me, was the decision-making he had going forward, breaking the line, looking what was in front of him, and then executing the kick. It's it's probably the, you know, it's the first time he's really done it with class this year. He looked classy off half back. And, yep. you know, when he hit up Franklin, I think did he do it twice? I yep. think he did do it twice. It, mate, it, yep. you can't stop that, mate. And, and it was perfect. It was champagne football. It was, I, t- I can't stress how high quality that third quarter was, Mads. It's got me on the edge of my seat. And if I don't <laughs> say it myself, I was a little bit firm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll move swiftly along from that. There was <laughs> digress, so many, digress. There were so many contributors. I thought Errol Golden was fantastic, um, really classy. 
Uh, Mate, get, it, get it in his hands whenever you can. Mm. There were there yep. was a there was a play. It may have been in the third or fourth quarter, and he held on to the ball for twenty seconds, waiting for an option, waiting for an option. He was on that half back, and then he found the the one in ten kick that people could pull off that opened up the ground for us. It was only a little forty five kick inside, but it opened up the ground and we transitioned and kicked the goal. When we can get it in Errol Goulden's hand, get it in his hand, boys. Yep. I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Papley was fantastic. Um, Scoreboard. Doesn't need to do much. Doesn't need to touch it a lot. Just kick those goals. And boy, does he tick over the kilometres in, in a given celebration. It's fantastic. He does. And he's had the uh, two goal of the week nominations this week. So, look, it's it's the half opportunities that he takes. And that that's what he's good at. And that's what he's done really well on the weekend. It's just those little half chances, little toe poke here and there that, you know, nine out of ten players are not taking those opportunities and mate is the one of the best we've say it all the time on here, but he's one of the best small forwards in the competition. And he's just another one who is playing his role and getting it done. Um, George. George. Phenomenal. Oh, mate. Mammoth. That whole, that the whole, our whole, all our midfielders were, were uh, genuine guns. Another guy spends a lot of time in the midfield. And his goal was one of the happier moments in my in my year. Tom Hickey, that goal was sensational. Mate, it was it's to get your ruckman out on the opposite wing, on the lope, on the run. I could have taken a bounce even. I'm, I'm not sure if you took a bounce, but mate, and that, the thing that is underestimated about Tom Hickey's game that isn't spoken about in mainstream media, but we talk about it here is his kicking ability. He's yep. he's a sharpshooter. To have the skills to to finish off that piece of play, it, it's fantastic and it's he's a huge asset for us. Even if it's he also, not his tap run. He also he also burnt a completely wide open Joel Amati, which <laughs> speaks to his confidence in his own kicking ability, which uh, I find just absolutely hilarious. We've got an absolute gem in him. I can't can't speak higher of him. Um, Debel, I mean, we've we've gone run through a lot of the players, but I mean, Dylan Stevens and James Robottom literally played a full scratch match. Yeah, a full scratch. Yeah, yeah. No, it was um, yeah, it's a, a, a heroic effort for those two to get up. Um, Rowie only played about 50% game time, I think. Um, you know, yep. coming, coming back not too long ago from injury. Um, and you know, probably playing that real in and under role that he probably would have been playing the body, you know, it would have been sore. But him and Dill Stevens, fantastic efforts to get up, and um, yeah, it's a testament to those two to you know play the, the role right. side on the weekend. Phenomenal, Jeeves. I just I couldn't be happier. And then, of course, you got the Badwa. Mate, he's just doing everything that he needs to. He's playing the perfect role for our, our forward line. And that's what gets me bullish every week, Mads, is the contributions across all 
facets of our footy side. Um, you know, we've got the young, so players, right. the young players contributing. You've got the the legends of the club contributing and you've got a superstar, a legend like Buddy Franklin, you know, getting the job done in front of goal. And Jeezy kicked well for goal on the weekend, Mads. He was, his boot was on. And, I mean, when you talk about an even spread, right? Parker 31, Kennedy 30, George 30. And they had 16 tackles between. Yeah. Like, that is two-way footy, if I've ever seen it. Yeah, oh, mate, the footy wires even uh, giving them a few more here. It's got a, with the 16 tackles between them. Um, with you, it, as you say, you know, they're earning their own pill and doing it on the defensive end as well. It's it's a huge effort from the midfield with having the Rolls-Royce, Callum Mills out of the side. Big, big loss. And we were sort of talking about that um, on, on, on the Facebook chat. But it was more it was more an effort and intensity issue than a personnel issue, as you as you rightly put it, table. But man, to to just put ourselves back in a position where we can not only win but win convincingly is just unbelievable. And I, I think it, I mean it should have been the last two weeks that people really stood up and took notice. But now I think every we have arrived. People are taking notice now. Yeah, there's an absolute arrival. Toot toot, Swannies have arrived on platform one and we're ready to go, mate. But uh, I'll tell you one that we you mentioned his name earlier, but Justin McInerney has to be in the Rising Star discussion. I believe Tom Papley said that, didn't he? He did. He did a couple of weeks ago, but there is not... I had a look through the um, NAB Rising Star odds and I, I read through the names that are listed above... Justin McInerney, and there is not one player who is having a bigger impact on a side and is a classier finisher and a you know a, a big performance player, bigger or better than Justin McInerney. He is the one, mate. He loves a goal. I love him. He's silky the way he moves. Mate, he's quick. He has that that first five steps, which he, he's able to shrug a tackle. Um, mm. That's sort of what gives him that X factor. But, yeah, he's he is huge, hugely exciting. I'm very, very bullish on him. Yep, yep, me too, me too. Mate, look, there's not too much here. It's funny, we've done a bit of a review here and we have not spoken about the GWS because we had him under control after halftime. Well, you know, yeah, five minutes to go in that second quarter. We really just got on top and, you know, after halftime, it was domination, basically. Um, yeah, they were, they, were, they were literal witches hats after halftime. Um, as I said, that goal after the siren was just completely changed the whole game. Himmelberg gave us a little bit of trouble. Um, I still think we're missing a key back, to be honest. Um, and that's when, when you're coming up against teams like Melbourne with a, a, a little bit more of a three-dimensional yeah. offense that can that can play a bit of havoc. But I mean, yeah, we we were lucky to not have to be up against Toby Green. Stephen Canilio was. You know, probably well off his his best. Faded and out. Started, I, started well, faded out. 
Yep. But now you, but look, man, we're building, as you said. Yeah, with, with the backline discussion, I, I think it, it it really does stem from the midfield pressure when they don't, when they didn't have the pressure going in, they were taking marks very easily inside that forward 50 and it, you know, it does stem from the midfield, but you're hundred percent right in saying when they did go forward in that second half, if we were up against, you know, a, a dimensional forward line as Melbourne have with say a Ben Brown in there and a Bailey Fritch and that type of, of setup, you, yep. when they do take that big contested grab, that's where we are, you know, we, we are struggling. So you, you bang on there. There's whether that changes between now and now and you know finals time. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think there's anyone there ready to go unless Malikin gets himself fit. As we as we've said, um, he does help take that big gorilla. But yeah, you're right. It it is the point of concern. But look, that's a pretty comprehensive wrap. Um, we are here. We. Um, had a lot of social engagement today, and I think we really need to get to that. Um, but Debel, anything to add before we uh, we wrap up segment one? No, mate. But that's uh, yeah, as you said, being very comprehensive, and we will dive into a little bit of social engagement, and we love social engagement, Mads. You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, Debel? I love the Swannies. You love the Swannies, so do I, Debel. Uh, you know what I? Don't like Mads. What do you not like, Dave? I hate how no one talks about it. Ah, oh, doesn't it? Just kill you. It absolutely kills me. And that's why we do this podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review on all the True Bloods forums. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So please jump on there and please just tell one friend. One friend. Yes, Mads. Speaking words of wisdom. Up, up the, the Swatties. Welcome back to True Bloods. Dave, what do we love? We absolutely froth segment two, a little bit of social engagement, Mads. Yes, we do, Debo. Yes, we do. We, uh, we posed a question to the faithful this afternoon um, and we got a lot of engagement, which, as we just said, we love. Um, this was the question. There has been a lot of talk about us over the last few days. The media seemingly thinks we're a contender. Frankly, we're not overly concerned what they think. We want to know what you think, Faithful. Are you daring to dream? Or are you keeping a tightly sealed lid on things for the moment? Best answer will be featured on the pod. Deeble, do you have anyone? Mate, I've got a few here, but we'll start off with Sam Johnson. He writes, Mads and Deeds, mate. The lid is almost off. Very hard to keep it on nowadays. The performance on the weekend shows that on the weekend was first class and shows how invested everyone is in the club. I am daring to dream. However, the result is cut. The result is come coming to the season end. Not too sure. I've maybe misread that one, Mads, but loving what the club is turning into. But boy, wouldn't you want to see a fairy tale finish? Make some valid points. Make some valid points. Um, Joel Brown, who is a content creator in his own right, um, he does a podcast called Bloods of Old, where they interview past 
cult figures and Swanee's legends. So go hit that up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Bloods of Old. And he's a constant contributor of our show. He said the only thing the Swans should be concerned with is the F word. And it's not finals or flags. It's keeping their focus. Focus on playing consistent footy. Focus on playing a role for the team. Focus on the one percenters. And ultimately keeping their focus on the Bloods culture. Well, that in and of itself, Dable, is the Bloods culture, I would have thought. 100%. He knows what he's he's talking about, Joel. And it's a good word, focus. Especially with what we're coming up against, uh, you know, being away from home for, you know, four or five weeks now and, you know, we're being sent up to the Gold Coast now, getting thrown around. Um, we are the bit of a scape, we're forced into being the scapegoat for um, the competition and having to move around, not being able to get to Sydney. So, yeah, look, it's, a, it's very, uh, very accurate from there, from Joel there. All righty, I'll jump in with another one with a, a constant contributor of the show. Jake Colleen Maguire, who writes Mads Diebel and the random guy from last week, <laughs> Benny Fraser. Hey, hey. So Benny's got a, a, a cheeky <laughs> little shout out there. Um, he, he writes, I'm dreaming, boys. It's picturesque. Good luck pronouncing that. I think I nailed it. <laughs> Sydney and Doggy's grand final. Buddy scores his thousand thousandth goal after Siren to win the game. He looks to the crowd and sees Tom Boyd and Dale Morris sitting there with a state of look and flicks the bird at him. It's the single biggest bird the AFL world has ever seen and why not let the arch nemesis, the mighty lizard, get the Norm Smith. But I think I think the lizard is turning into a bit of a, a True Bloods favourite. Well, he is one of your men, Matt's. He is one of my men. He is one of my men. Um, I, I would love to see the Liz win a Norm Smith and I'd love to do the dogs in in a grand final. Wouldn't that just be, if you if you're going to dream about anything, that's it, right? Just putting them to the sword, having it no, no doubt that the game's over at three quarter time and just sell it and just party time fourth quarter. But he gets a flag. It would just be fantastic. Absolutely, Mads. He, he's written it well. He's written it well. He has written it well, uh, big Jakey boy. Now, Mitchell Charles, our last month has been electric, and although the True Bloods have been acknowledging our efforts, the majority of media is just catching on now, except for Nick Rewalt. He always seems to rate us, so good on him. The lid is well and truly off. Our best can beat the best sides in the comp. And I feel like this side has a nothing to lose attitude. We will go into finals as underdogs, which is when Bloods footy truly thrives. At the end of the day, to win a final this year would see us finish the season with a mark of A+. But we're in with a shot to go all, all the way. So it's good. There's, there's different perspectives here um, of sort of where we're at. I mean, everyone knows we're having a bloody stellar year. But, I mean, it just depends on sort of, I guess, how how optimistic you, you want to be. It's good. Yeah, the, look, the point I take from that, Mads, is, as we mentioned back in, in segment one, was that footy that we played in that third quarter, that is the best footy that has been played this year, and that will beat yeah. anyone. And that's, that's the biggest thing to come out of the weekend because you got to rock up on the day and play your best footy. And the person who plays the best footy wins the game. 
So if we can play to our peak, we win games of footy. That's how I say it. And that's what I take from his comment there. But we'll go with a third one as well. We'll go with Lucy Redden. And she writes, I dare to dream, Mads and Deeds. I would bloody love it if we did. But right now, I'm just soaking in how well the boys have done since last year. What an amazing turnaround. And look at that. That's how it is as well. We've come off a 16th place finish last year. And to be sitting well and truly inside the eight, two games clear in sixth position with 11 wins, you know, after 18 rounds, it's it's fantastic. And, you know, as you said, we fit. if we make finals this year, that's A-plus for us. But, yeah, really good point there from Lucy. Yes. Um, now, I did want to read out Daniel Friedget. Friedget? 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 Definitely German, I can tell you that much. Right, um, <laughs> Dad, Dad, you're terribly sorry. Um, don't mean to take the piss out of your name um, because you've you've uh, left a very comprehensive comment, and I want to get to that. Um, what we have shown in the last few weeks is that our best footy can match up with any team in the comp. However, the difference between our best and our worst is still fairly significant, as we have seen twice this year where we were belted by bottom six teams, Gold Coast and Hawthorne. We have 11 wins with five games to play. 15 wins might get us into the top four, but 16 almost certainly will. Getting 16 will require us to win all five. All we need is for some of the young guns who have been playing beautiful footy for the last three or four weeks, Blakey, Wicks, Goulden, McCartan, etc., to all have an off day on the same day for it to have a fine effect that results us in a loss. I think that will probably happen at least once in the five games, meaning we will drop to one, drop one or two, ending with 14 or 15 and finish in fifth or sixth place. It's hard to imagine winning four in a row from there. I reckon we lose in a semi or a prelims in the final, having good splits. Now, Mads, I think you've jumped in and out a little bit there, uh, just uh, via the Zoom. So sorry to anyone um, if we if that hasn't come through. We'll find out when the recording finishes. But uh, basically, in summary, can you hear me now? Oh, yep, yep, you're all good. Beautiful. In summary, he thinks that we are probably to to really shore up top four. We would need to win the next five. And that's the next five games that we've got to shore up top four. He thinks that we will likely lose one or two and that will see us finishing fifth or sixth and we'll likely lose in a semi or a prelim. But, I mean, like everyone is hopeful, um, knowing that nobody will really want to face us in a final, having seen the type of football that we can. You there, Devil? Yeah, mate. It's jumping in and out here. We, we might end the segment there, but... um. We will be back right after this break. Tough technical difficulties here at True Bloods over Zoom, but we'll get it done for the faithful. We'll be back. While we take a break from talking at Swannies, Liquorland have been there for the blood supporters from wooden spoons to finals wins. Right now, Liquorland has some deals on Tinny's beers, brewed in Victoria from the finest Australian hops. Tinny's has something to suit every palate, from a classic pale ale to a more adventurous IPA. Now, Dable. Are you an adventurous IPA type uh, operator? I am, mate, absolutely, especially when I'm out the back 
with my mates having a few cheeky <laughs> tinnies playing Who Wears Who Wore. <laughs> very good, very good. We love a few cheeky tinnies. Now, remember, you can sign up today and get 10% off your first purchase. Just visit liquorland.com.au with 30 minutes, click and collect also available. Please drink responsibly. T's and C's apply. See online for details. Let's get back to the show, Debel. Welcome back to True Blood, segment three, the preview for the Frio game Sunday afternoon. Early start, 12.45 on Sunday afternoon up at Metricon Stadium against the Dockers, who just quietly, we owe them a clip. They clipped us uh, earlier in the year, and look, it's one of the ones that we have spoken about a little bit on this pod. Um, I just feel we... We really need to win this game just to get back at them. It would be nice, Mads. Debs, it's critical. It's absolutely critical that we keep this rolling um, as as much as we can. So, what? Um, unfortunately, there were some technical issues with with that comment from um, from uh, Mr. Friedget, uh before. But his main point was, we need to essentially to cement ourselves a top four position. Is we need to win the next five games. And we have not played well against teams of uh, of this ma- of, uh, of this ilk that are probably you know outside the eight type teams. They've beaten us. GWS beat us. Freo beat us. We've now beaten GWS again. And we need to beat Freo again, and we need to keep this rolling because if we just take it easy and take the foot off the accelerator, we'll end up in fifth or sixth, and it doesn't help anyone. Right, so we need to. This is this is another real coming of age statement game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you, Mads. It's uh, look, momentum is a lot of AFL footy when your team's up and about. And look, the one concern I do have with the Swannies is the burnout factor, which we haven't really spoken about too much um, on the pod. But I can just see. I, I don't know if I can see it, but I'm very cautious of, you know, the, what is being placed upon our players in our club at the moment. You know, we've been away from home for five weeks already. Uh, you know, we've got limited staff. We've had to cut staff from last year. Uh, and, you know, being away for those five weeks, it, it takes its toll and not being around your family and everything. And, you know, having the late outs with COVID last week and how much that, performance has taken out of us. I'm, I'm just very wary of it. And look, I've, I've got full faith in the boys, but I think it's just something we have to take into consideration when looking forward this year as well. It's, it's all very valid. I mean, we are doing it, it like if it was a video game, it would be on expert level, you know, where we, that's, that's, that's sort of where we're at at the moment. But you would have you know? been, you've been a bit of like a, a Tekken player back in the day or something like uh, that. Who, <laughs> who doesn't love a bit of Tekken? <laughs> um, but, but, you know, it, we, we're, we're doing it at the highest possible difficulty and we are currently passing with flying colors. We said at the bye, if we can get, you know, win one out of the, the first three games and then and then the you know the rest of the winnable ones, then that would be, you know, an A plus. We've come out, we've won three out of three. Why can't it just keep going? I know backs against the wall, but that's when we do our best work. We just it's just one game at a time. Just because you're away from your family, 
I mean, the way we look as a footy club at the moment, Deves, did you see the vision of them announcing that Dill, Robottom and, and Ron could be playing? Do you see that vision? Matt, mate, massive. It, it says so much about, like, the team chemistry, doesn't it? But that's why, that's why I'm saying I don't think it really fucking matters, to be honest, Debs. I don't think it really matters that they're away from home. I think they're just fucking lapping it up, Debs, to be honest. I think yeah. they're lapping it up. I think they're all really, really good mates. And I, I look, mate, most of them are in their early 20s. Yeah. It's not like we're dealing with a, a Geelong who are a group full of, you know, almost grandparents. You know, we're, we're dealing with a young team who just like to hang out with their mates and probably play Fortnite for God's sake. As yeah. long as I've got a PS5 with them, you know, they, they're going to be happy and they're playing good footy. And it just looks like there is a level of synergy and chemistry. You know, even with John Pike, with John Longmire, with Coxie, everyone in that room, when they were saying that they, they were going to play footy, was there, oh, fuck, we played yesterday. Oh, no, what are we going to do? We, we can't adapt. No, they were loving it. They were loving it, dude. Mads, the way you're talking to there, is that a bit of, a bit of a tsunami effect, I feel, there? Oh, it's a big tsunami, Debo. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. That's that's what I'm saying. We keep building. And so I, there's there's no reason that that should change. Yep. We've shown that we can we can jump any hurdle. And, and this shouldn't really be a hurdle this week for mine. Well, for yours, Mads, that was very comprehensive. And you know what? As as I always talk about on this show, we're not in the studio tonight. But, look, I've been stressing out about that over the last couple of days. This, you know, it, is it too much for, our, for what's happened so far this year? But after your, you know, minute and a half little spiel there, mate, I'm on board, mate. You've sold me and 100% we can bloody do it. No, no need to worry, Deeble. <laughs> right, you've done well there, mate. But we we're gonna jump. We are gonna jump. How, uh, oh, sorry, before we do that, how how enjoyable is this? How enjoyable is is this season? Oh, it, it's 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 what's the right? You know, we love some. Uh, what what are they called when you compare things to things? Analogies. We, we love some analogies on this show, and it's like I had a good one, and I just can't remember it now. You know, comparing something bad to good. What one would yeah, you? Yeah, like the co- contrast table. Yeah, but they look at if you yeah. you get. Have you got an analogy for me with that one? I, I don't, but I just uh, if I look back at if I look back at say 2016. I'm not saying this is a grand final year or anything. I'm I'm actually keeping keeping a lid on it, but I'm just saying there's there's no reason why we why we can't just keep things rolling. But if I if I look back at at those years, I, I've enjoyed this year so much more yeah. because there's not the the pressure of you're the best, you're going to win the flag. Expectation. It's, yeah, it's you can you you're not tipped to even. Make, finals you and you can just do what you want so it's just been i've felt so pleased seeing what they're able to do every week and feeling like i'm a part of it with you Dable, to be able to sort of have a community and have a a a way of reaching out to to probably a an ostracized group of supporters really who don't don't get a, a 
go through the media. Um, it's just been something really special, I think. And, yeah, um, and I hope it keeps going. I wholeheartedly agree with you. And what, what we've built uh, this year has definitely made the season and, and the Swannies experience prosper, mate. It's been fantastic. Yep. But that leads us perfectly into the uh, the round 19 clash against the, the Dockers up at up at Metricon. And I will just confirm the time. It is a 12.30 start. So 12.30 start on Sunday afternoon. So a, li- a different time there. So True Bloods, please take note, 12.30 start on Sunday. But the Dockers are an now, interesting one. Also, yep. also be wary that Devil is using footy wire. Yep. So who the fuck knows what time we'll be on. 12.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time, mate. I don't know, Devil. We'll find out. We will, but we come up against Frio and they are playing for their season. They're playing for their their top eight, um, you know, ability to make the top eight. And they're dangerous, Mads. They're dangerous. They've got quality in the midfield. They've got your Mondays. You've got your two-time Brownlow medalist in Nat Fife. And you've got, you know, your man, Sonny Walters, running up in, in the forward line and, you know, you've got a Luke Ryan type who plays very similar to Jake Lloyd and distributes off halfback. And, you know, there's quality all over the field with them. And they've wrong. They've got that young crop in the middle too. Um, you know, they're, they're probably, for mine, Mads, they're, they're a, you know, a 10, 10% off class to us, basically. I reckon they're, they're six months behind us. They are, they're, but they're not that. Yeah, they're not that far behind us. I'll tell you one thing. I reckon they have the third best ruckman in the comp. Yeah, absolutely. What's he? Is Sean, it Sean Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he gets it done around the ground. His follow up works really good. Um, and I, yeah, I think he is rated up there in the in the in the top three ruckman in the competition at the moment, going by a bit of champion data. Yep, I'd say so. Um, but, yeah, look, they're, they're a good side. You said before, probably need to put a little bit of work into Monday. I probably tend to agree. Is this or is this not his 350th game? I think you're bang on there, mate. I think it is his 350th this weekend. So that's a huge effort for a Western Australian player to play, you know, that that amount of games. And it is, he is the type of polarising figure Um you know, do, do they rise to the occasion of, you know, playing for their season or just, just the better team win on the weekend? But, yeah, he, look, he did have a bit of an off game having a look at the stats from last weekend. He's only had the 13 touches. And I, I'll tell you what, there, there's not too many games this year where Mondays have had, you know, sub-20 touches this year. Yep. Um, look, Fife, Brayshaw, Mundy. They're sort of, you know, the engine room, things get moving from there. Look, I don't watch them a lot, Dable, but what I have seen of them, they've been reasonable um, and they've been thereabouts. That, you're, you're so right. They're about six months behind us. Yeah. Um, that Adam Chera is, is rated quite highly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if I'm putting time into anyone, I'm probably putting time into Monday. I think we'll be fine. I really... I, we played at Metricon last week. We'll be playing there this week. I, do, you know, I, I see no reason why we would have any issues. Do, would you have any outs? 
Dean? Uh, look. No Mills this week again. No Mills again. Look, probably with the changes and the late-ins last week, probably no. Um, we didn't. I don't think we got any injuries on the weekend either. Um, no. So I think everyone probably keeps their spot. I did just see before Sam Reid, Braden Campbell, um, both played on the weekend uh, and are going to play again on the weekend. So they're still a week or two away. Um, so that's... Good signs that they're back and playing and be interesting to see whether those two can work their way back into the side. Warner. Chadwick, yeah. He hasn't played yet, so, you know, still sounds a couple. And I don't think he walks straight back into this side, Mads. No. Yeah, we have really found another gear um, in in the last month. But, look, I think we're... Good enough. Sorry, mate. I think he's good enough. I honestly do. Yeah, Mads, if you, I can see you talking away from the screen there. If you talk directly to the screen, the it's a lot better. Um, <laughs> just the quality, the quality coming through for the faithful. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Thank uh, you. That, Sorry. That's perfect, mate. Um, Chad, Chadwick, I, I want him. I, I think he's good enough to come back in. But I guess your natural question will be who's coming out for him. Yeah, who's coming out? Look, that that role that he was playing at, it, it changes the dynamic of our, you know, our our midfield group basically. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not too sure who makes way. In in all honesty, but what what he was producing was was huge for us. You know, we almost have. It's a really good problem that we have. We have surplus midfielders. Yeah. Hundred percent, which is really good. Hundred percent, and that allows you know Blakey to go back, Oflo on the wing, you know that George sort of in and out of the wing role there, also playing on ball, and yeah, no, it's it's good, it's good. But I think where we can really stretch uh, the Dockers this week is up forward, Mads, and our forward line's been you know potent as ever. Uh, Buddy's on fire, Papley's on fire. Haywood's looking dangerous, and I think we just stretch him. I think we kick too many yep. goals for him, and we we win comprehensively by five or six goals. That is a comprehensive victory, Dable. Um, I just thought, yeah, if, if we can just put in four quarters and and get this done, um, no stress, no oh geez, we're going to need a big final quarter. You know, I, I just want us to really, really put him to the sword, Dable. Um, and I think we will do so by four goals. Yeah, lovely. And I think, as we've mentioned, George, we call him Butter because he's better when he's on a roll or given a roll. So we'll send George to Nat Fife as well, please, in the midfield. Um, just a nice run with roll. Earn your own pill in there too, son. Dominate the two-time Brownlow medalist, and that'll go a long way to us winning the game as well, mate. That'd be a big scalp, wouldn't it, David? It would it be a massive one to take? And before he's, in all honesty, Mads, his last month has been absolutely berserk. Four to five weeks, yep. George has been mammoth. Yep, wholeheartedly agree. I'm really glad he's back and in form. It's it's good to see. Yeah, we're a better side when George is up and running. Bloody oath, we are. Let's go through the rest of this game, the rest of the games for this topsy turvy lopsided 
strange fixture that we've got coming up because I think the AFL, to be honest, Steve, are in uh, panic mode. They're in the situation room. Gillen is just trying to keep this season alive. That's how it sounds. Oh, mate, it feels like we're hanging on by an th- absolute thread. The two Adelaide sides made their way to Melbourne, of all places, um, this afternoon. And, yeah, it's chaos. But, yeah, hopefully we can get it done. And, you know, we look pretty close to Melbourne sort of getting on top of things here. So hopefully another week and then we're, you know, a bit of normality returns to footy. Friday night, we have the Port Adelaide Tower playing Collingwood. Now, it says Adelaide Oval, but what that'll likely be at Marvel, will it? Yeah, Marvel or the G. Um, yep, so they're both Port and Adelaide made their way about 4 o'clock this afternoon. So, yeah, it either Marvel or the G. You'd think Port would win that? Yeah, Collingwood, Collingwood. or a rebel. Um Robert Harvey definitely hasn't saved them. Um, Port pretty comprehensively. Yep, wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Carlton and North Melbourne at Marvel. Could be a good game. Uh, Carlton had a good win last week, didn't they? Mm. Who they play? Carlton beat Collingwood. You know, yeah, yeah. Collingwood aren't, aren't much chop. I th- I'm enjoying North Melbourne's footy at the moment, and I think they might get it done against Carlton. Yep, I think they might too. Yep. I think they might too. Um, Brisbane and the Gold Coast Suns. The Q Clash, as it were, Deeble. Oh, shit, that's not what I've got here, Mads, but that's all right. Brisbane and Gold Coast, is it? What have you What have you got, Deeble? Why you want to know what Footy Wise got for you? Hit <laughs> me. It's got Gold Coast v Melbourne and Hawthorne and Brisbane. There's been a fix. I've got Adelaide Hawthorne. Yeah, there's been a fix <laughs> change for sure. We'll go with yours. We know. We know. We'll trust the AFL app. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, hypothetically, who are you picking if it was Brisbane and Gold Coast? Uh, yeah, hypothetically. No, we'll, we'll go. We'll go with it. Brisbane, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. West Coast. God, this is off the rails table. West Coast and St Kilda. West Coast, St Kilda. Says Optus Stadium. Who knows? Who knows? West Coast, St Kilda. Well, I think so this is the sort of game. This is the sort of game that St Kilda could win. Yeah, they could. They could, but. You just look at the engine room of West Coast with Kelly and Shuey and that type. They've they've got to make a run now, and I, I, I'm going to tip West Coast. They just don't seem like they want it, Deble. Uh, there's just not that continuity that they've had in the past, you know, three or four years. They're a bit, a bit disconnected in there, but I'll tip West Coast. I reckon Tim Kelly's a bit soft too. You've heard it here first. Um, Adelaide Hawthorne. Adelaide Hawthorne, interesting game. I'll tip Hawthorne. Interesting. Why? Why Hawthorne? Even with your man Cedo. Yeah. Well, I, I reckon if you go back through the last six pods, I reckon I've tipped Adelaide every time, and they've tipped. They've bloody let me down. Yep. So I'm sick of tipping yep. them. I'm tipping Hawthorne. 
Fair enough. Fair and enough. No, and they, were, they were good against the D's as well. That's why. Yes, they were great against the D's. Clarko is still the master coach, isn't he? Yeah, um, now, we also then have probably the game of the round, Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs. Yeah, dynamite clash. Uh, D's to step up to the plate, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. Footscray for mine. I think – I both don't think they're overly – I don't don't even know the right words to use, Mads. I won't step outside my zone. But, yes, I'll I'll, I'll tip the Ds. All right. Um, To be confirmed, SNS, GWS. Dons. Agreed. They're playing some good footy at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cats and Richmond. Jeez. MCG, apparently. Yeah. Um, I think Cats are just hitting their straps, to be honest. Uh, dominated Frio over there. They look good on all lines. Everyone's up and firing, so I'm going to tip the Cats. Do they have injuries? No. No. And Dusty's out for um, the rest of the year as well for the Tigers, so Catters. Yep. Yep. Me too. And that wraps it up, Dable. That wraps it up. It's been comprehensive as always, Mads. Hopefully next week we are back in the studio. Um, I think there was an announcement another seven days. So, Well, that, that would take us to Tuesday night. Yeah. So if if that was the case, we would simply move the pod to Wednesday. We would if, if we were going to get out, but um, we will find yeah. that next week. But this has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. And as we end every potty, speaking words of wisdom. We should have known better than to do this on Zoom, people. (laughs) (laughs) Token finish. Have a good week, True Bloods.